Welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. This is the podcast for finding peace and prosperity in your life, learning the history of hobbies, as well as making a little side hustle out of your hobbies. If you want to find balance in your life and find peace, this is your show. Get ready. You're listening to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rosty. All right, let's get to the show. Computer. Okay, and uh, welcome back to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. Uh With me today is Gary Livacari. Uh, he is a baseball blogger and writer. And Gary, how are you? Well, good. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for having me. All right. Perfect. Um, so talk about yourself. Um, how did you become a baseball blogger? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I've always been interested in baseball history. And uh, I was, I started out with baseball fever website. I was like, I used to do the identification of ball players and old pictures. And then in 2014, I started uh, a Facebook page called Old Time Baseball Photos with another guy. And we did that. I was doing that for about a year and a half. And I'm sort of an entrepreneur. So I was looking for a way to make money with uh, my interests. Rather, on the Facebook page, we had a real good response to it. But I was just spending a lot of time putting articles together. And then I'd go on to the next one. And I'd go on to the next one. And there's got to be a way to make a little money with this. I sort of, you know, my creative juices started flowing. So I decided to uh, start a website of my own. And I did that in 2016, I believe it is. So I've been doing that for five years. And now um, I do, I write essays, baseball essays, and I put a photo gallery together with them. And uh, it's gone over real well. And I decided then to early on to monetize it, uh, to see if I could make a little money with it. And it's paid off. I mean, I'm not getting rich with it, but uh, for somebody who didn't know what he was doing, I just sort of learned on the fly and uh, it's, it's worked out pretty good. So I'm, I'm making a little money with it and I really enjoy it. So I'm getting paid for what I enjoy to do, enjoy doing. Yeah. And that is my goal on this podcast is to help people uh, find what they love to do and at least create that side hustle. Yeah. Of- yeah, as I say, I'm, I'm sort of in a niche market. You know, it's uh, baseball history enthusiasts. So you know, you've got sort of a limited market. I guess is about the best way to say it. I'm not. It's not like a huge market. So I think I'm doing pretty good considering the size of the the niche market that I'm uh, appealing to. And I may have maxed out of it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm always looking for ways to increase uh, the traffic and uh, the uh, the revenue from it, but. Uh, Right now, I'm just happy with that. It's pay, it certainly pays for uh, pays for itself, and uh, yeah, I make a little spending money with it too. So, uh, as, for the time being, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, and um, when you were creating your blog, you used WordPress, correct? That's correct. Yes. Uh, was there was there any difficulty to it? Was uh, or did you just pick up right away? Um, I'm pretty adaptive. You know, I, I can learn on the fly, sort of. When I started doing it, I really did not know a thing about web design whatsoever. And all I did was I Googled how to start your own web page, you know, something like that. And I found this one do-it-yourself site. 
and I just followed the uh, six or seven steps. And uh, one of them was uh, downloading the WordPress software. And I mean, literally within an hour, I had the thing up and running. Uh, there is, really isn't that much to it. Anybody can do it. I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, the only expense was uh, the domain name. I think it, it turned out to be like $5 a month. And I'm still paying yeah, $5 a month on that. So there's no real expense to it. But the, the key to it is getting traffic. So once I had it up and running, I had my Facebook page. So I was, I was able to feed traffic from my Facebook page onto my website uh, using the uh, photo galleries as an attraction. And that worked out real well. So I immediately I was getting a, uh, a traffic to the website. I didn't have to uh, start from scratch on that aspect of it. And uh and then after it took me a little while then to figure out, I had no idea how to monetize, but I, I just sort of, you know, tried different things out and uh, searched different things out and sooner, you know, and I, and I, got, I did get it monetized. It started, you know, initially I was hardly getting anything, maybe uh, $10 every month or something or every other month. And then that's gradually has grown. And I can explain to you what I'm doing as far as the monetization, if you'd like to know that. Oh, but that's oh. grown pretty well. And uh, it's, I have to say, I'm, I'm doing pretty good with for somebody who didn't know what he was doing when he started. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Uh, go, in, go into the monetization process. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a couple, I say I got it written down here, but I was gonna, okay, the number one is uh, using uh, Google AdSense. That, that is probably the biggest draw for people who have. Uh, uh, blogs or websites and they're trying to monetize it and it's very simple you have to once you get it going and you have some initial traffic you can apply to uh, google adsense uh, and then they they analyze your site and there are certain criteria that you have to meet to uh, be accepted it's not much you just have to have a certain amount of traffic and then they they also then they send in what's called spiders to go through your site looking for the content what kind of content you have well, anyway, after if you get approved, which you usually do after a couple of days, uh, then you are now uh, involved with Google AdSense, and then you can. There's a couple. They after I a year or two after I started with them, they they did something that's called auto ads, where I don't have to worry about where I'm placing the ads or what kind of ads I'm putting in. It's autom It's all done automatically. They they analyze my site. And to decide where the ads should go and what kind of ads, and then they realized this is a baseball-oriented uh, website, so they put in ads um, that fit the theme of the website. Now, also the other nice thing about it is everybody who goes to the website sees different ads. I don't know how they do it, but like if you were to go to the website, you would get—they know what your interests are somehow or another, and the ads that appear there would be generated for your interests. When I go there. I see ads that are generated towards my interest and another person would get ads generated for his interest. So that's all done automatically. And then it's called a pay-per-click uh, uh, system. In other words, these little ads appear all over the place. And um, every time somebody clicks on one, you get a little a small percentage. You, you get paid for, uh, for that click. It, it varies on your traffic and all kinds of other parameters that they have but you're getting a little piece of the action every time somebody uh, clicks on one of your little ads. So I would say overall, that has been the, uh, that's 
if you're if for somebody starting out trying to monetize their uh, website or their blog, that would Google AdSense is the way to go. Then the second one, which I would recommend to people, is the Amazon affiliate pro Amazon Associate affiliate program. And that's real good too, because uh, Amazon, of course, is so huge. And what you it's the same thing you apply to be a, an affiliate or an associate, I think they call it. And once you're approved, they do the same thing. They analyze your site, you get approval, and then you can basically market any product that Amazon has on your site. And you get a little piece of the action every time somebody buys something from uh, uh, from one of your ads. And I've got about three or four different Amazon ads running on the site right now. And they've all proved to be pretty good. They're not You're not going to get rich again from it, at least when, when you have a small site, but you're making money on it. And uh, certainly enough to pay your overhead and a little extra spending money. So between the two of them, uh, you know, I'm making you know a little bit of money here. So it's, it's definitely worth my while. I'm not just putting all this effort into my site without getting compensated. I'm definitely getting compensated now for what I'm doing. And you know, it it, it makes a difference when you're when you're just doing it and just because you like doing it. But when you're actually getting compensated, you have an incentive to do it, even if it's not a real lot of money. But it's it makes it worthwhile and it, it appeals to me just to get paid for what I'm doing there. Uh, of course, of course. And I think the one thing that's going to change in the future is the way uh, Generation Z and Generation Alpha is going to be working. They, they will be working uh, similar to what we're doing here and, and blogging and being content yeah. creators. So um so I'm grateful we have the technology now and and it's important that we get this information out there so uh you know the next generations do see that uh you can uh create a source of income for yourself and just work uh doing what you love and yeah sure and if you have, a, you know, if your interest is something that was a much larger audience than I have, you can do the steps that I've done and appeal to a much larger base. And you can you can turn it to be a profitable uh, enterprise. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Now, another source is paid advertising. Like uh, you're, you have an ad on my site right now. It, uh, you know, again, if I have, if you have a bigger site, you can you, you can look for some real good paid advertising. And uh, that can be another source of income. Yeah, and finding those uh, those those bigger blogs, finding a place to advertise. I mean, you get big enough, and yes, people will be knocking on your door. Yeah, sending you sure. money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so I, the key to it, of course, is increasing your traffic. And I've like I mentioned earlier, I'm always trying to increase traffic because um, I get again, I'm getting paid every time somebody clicks on my one little ad so the more people that are going to the site obviously then the more you know their chances of somebody clicking on the little ads go wait go up so if you can uh i'm i'm getting maybe 500 to a thousand hits a day uh viewers uh but then if you had like if you're in a ten thousand or fifty thousand dollar you know traffic range you can see how you can multiply that you know pretty quickly and that can turn into a pretty good revenue source of course. Uh, speaking of revenue sources, I will um, talk about the ads as well. All right, everyone. So uh, 
Um, I am uh, promoting uh, my audiobook Growing the Game from audible.com. Uh, it's available now. Uh, just check it out. Just search Growing the Game, Adam Rothstein, and uh, you should see it pop up as the first result. Also on amazon.com is my latest novel, Dribbling Freedom. Uh, Tim Burke is the star the NCAA player of Pittsburgh University. And along the way, he uh, there is a new football stadium being built. And, and there is this issue of eminent domain. And he finds himself right in the middle of it, interning for a law firm. So if you are interested in John Grisham style no novels, uh, please pick that up. And then we've got AMCU. Jeez, I, I always mispronounce it. Uh, my buddy Will Mason uh, is doing digital handwritten notes. And, and so just log on to www.am8u dot com as well also if you are loving this uh podcast uh consider donating to the show i put all i everything goes to hosting fees and equipment and it all goes back into this show and uh rate us rate this show on itunes and spotify or wherever you get your podcasts huh. big big breath there um let's I was going to add one thing. Um, I've written three uh, baseball books. Uh, they're all self-published, and I, I advertise them on my – I mentioned them on my site. But um, having uh, uh, written a book, you become like an author, and it gives you a lot more credibility to your site and just to your, to your reputation. I know you've done that very well, yeah. and that's – I would recommend that to, uh, to, your, to your listeners – that um, if you can do that, and it's very simple to uh, self-publish. I, I did all three of them myself, and they, they've gone over real well. They've given me, like I said, a lot of more credibility, and it adds credibility to my website too. Yeah, of of course, and and it can be very fun to do, especially uh, yeah. stories. But but staying organized can get tricky at times, um, of course. And I did. I, I what my last one was on the 1919 Black Sox scandal in. I had written, um, about, I don't know how many dozen, maybe more articles on the, on this over time. So I just put them all together and put them into a, a book, a book formation, and uh, it's gone over real well. It's perfect. Um, yeah, there is that. Um, so we talked about creating a source of of income. We um, we went over all that um i think right yeah so are you familiar with um hmm, the mlw just a little bit of a side note um as well uh, i'm sorry what the the, the mlw no uh, major league wiffle ball um oh no i'm not <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah. These kids uh, took it um, uh, to the backyard and uh, just started playing baseball. I mean, wiffle ball uh, with yeah. themselves and a and a camera. Uh, 
So, I mean, there are definitely ways to even do that. I mean, you can, you can vlog as well. You can create your uh, YouTube channel as well. Sure. Just, just talk about everything in everyday life uh, with, with baseball. And, and there is a market out there uh, for, for anything, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. I have thought about um, a YouTube channel. That might be my next step or something. Um, or in a podcast like you're doing, you know, I've thought about doing that. I've got, I've got I think I've got like 1,200 essays that I've written on my site. I thought maybe I could just sort of a weekly dose of baseball history or something, you know, or just read one of my essays and have one of the photo galleries going by at the same time. So that might, again, it's got my creative juices going. So I, I might take a step up fairly soon and do something like that. There's so many different things you can do. You got to get the website, I think, as a base, get that going, and then you can branch out from there. Yeah. My mentor um, says to go to the mainstream platforms, find a, find a base and get them onto media that you control because, you know, one day uh, a site like MySpace could go down and then it's like, oh my God, where are, where are my followers? Where are my uh, friends and everything? And, and then you're a SOL uh, to put it lightly. And, and so, um, yeah, so I'm, what I'm doing now is writing on medium and just, Post in a little um, sign-up link to my email list and say, hey, just go here and uh, just check out everything else if you're interested. And also on uh, Substack as well. So uh, two great uh, platforms to just go and find a place. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, have you ever uh, done anything with uh, medium.com or Substack? No, no, I haven't. Uh, just... Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would recommend uh, using it. Just just put your articles there and then just bring everyone back to your site for the exclusives yeah. as well. Yeah, so, that would... yeah. yeah, I'll look into that. Sounds like a real good idea. Uh, I'm always looking for, like I said, ways to increase tra- <clears throat> traffic. I think that that is the key to the monetization and the revenue flow is, you know, is your traffic. So any ways that you can increase traffic is always going to be good. I, I was posting also on uh, uh, Twitter and then putting a link to the uh, to my the photo gallery uh, for each article, and that that was working pretty good too. I was getting a lot of traffic from that, and then over time now too, I'm also getting a lot of just general uh, search generic search traffic. You know, people search a particular baseball topic, and my uh, either one of my articles or my website shows up on the search, and I I, I I'm I bet I'm getting 200 search hits every day, almost, or sometimes even more than that. So that's been pretty good too. Once you get established, then, uh, you know, things like that start happening. Yeah. And uh, just building your base up and, and then you get as big as Gary V or someone and, uh, and, and like you're on, you're on TikTok, you're on YouTube shorts and, and you've built yourself up. Uh, where you have your own media source and and everyone knows your name it's yeah yeah you get a reputation I'm getting a, a nice reputation in baseball history circles with my the website the Facebook page 
my Facebook page has 80, 000, over 80,000 uh, followers, believe it or not. I mean, we've, uh, my, my partner there and I, we've been working on that for seven years. And like, for instance, I, I put an article on uh, Willie Mays's 90th birthday a couple, about six weeks ago. It got over 10,000 likes on Facebook. So like I said, that's turned into a real good uh, traffic flow coming from my Facebook page. So the two, those two in combination, that, that combination has worked pretty good for me. I had an immediate revenue or uh, traffic flow to the website once I started it. Oh, Willie Mays is 90 years old. I did not realize that at yeah. all. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Believe uh, it or not, I got, I got over 10,000 people read that article and actually clicked like on, uh, on, my, on the Facebook page. I mean, that's, was phenomenal. We've never had one that high. We've we've gone over a thousand many times, but we actually got over ten thousand on on that Willie Mays piece. That's it's perfect. Oh, and and finding those um little you know intricate pieces uh, definitely mm-hmm. always will help you out in the long run. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, I noticed um just posting about how to upload. A video from your from you know how to upload uh, a photo to instagram from your laptop i mean people were struggling to figure that out it's like like why can i only do this on my phone it's like like helping people out with those you know little inconveniences will yeah will help them and and i've seen it certainly with uh descript as well um, um now um a little bit of a side note uh, um, uh, with something uh, going back to tools uh, recommending uh, I recommend using Descript. Have you, do you know what that is? No, I don't. Um, okay. Uh, it is a transcription software. It transcribes uh, everything with, in regards to uh, your voice, your your video, you can remove the ums and ahs out of it, and it and it certainly uh, works uh, wonders. Yeah, uh, as well. Um, yeah, that sounds a good thing to have. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So just so that is definitely something you can use um when it comes to uh pricing uh for hosting fees uh what should one person budget for um if they do want to just like get you know get the groundwork in and then start running you mean like for a paid advertisement or something uh yeah i I guess you just have to judge that on your uh, potential traffic flow or visibility uh I haven't done a lot of the paid advertising, so I, I'm sort of at the ground level on that right now. But uh, you and I reached an agreement, and uh, we thought it was mutually beneficial to us. So, uh, you know, I guess you just have to make your own personal judgment on that. Uh, the bigger, obviously, the bigger your audience is, the more you can uh, expect to, to get in return on a, for like a paid advertisement. But I guess that's just something you have to individually judge reach an agreement between the two parties of course um that hmm, i'm really trying to think 
here. Um, so do you find, uh, do you have a morning routine? Uh, like, do you uh, start blogging or do you just write down in a notebook before you put up a new uh, article? That, that's a good question. I don't have a routine. I'm retired now. I, I retired last fall, so I have a lot more time available to me. Uh, but I try to put three pieces out a week. Now, a lot of times, I just put one out this morning. I, I wasn't even, I didn't even know what I was going to do until I put it out. Um, so I don't have a set routine, but I do. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is what's very important is fresh content. Uh, if you want to keep your flow, your traffic flow, you got to have be putting stuff out. So in my case, there's plenty of things to write about, you know, in baseball history, there's so many different angles I can go on to. So I, I never have too much trouble coming up with an idea. And so therefore I do have a lot of fresh content, but I don't have a set routine other than the fact that I try to uh, put usually three pieces out a week. And I'm usually like now I put one out today, I'll be trying to think what, what, what'll be the next thing I'll do, put out. That'll probably be maybe today's uh, Saturday, probably Monday, I'll put out another one. I'm not even sure what, there's some sites I go to like this day in baseball history and they'll have a listing of things that happen. And I usually find one or two things in there that I find of interest that I can expand upon and put together a, a nice little essay. And the other thing I was gonna mention too is my my website is, very visual. I, I realize that a lot of people uh, just like to look at pictures, you know, and especially of old old pictures of baseball. And but there's other people that like to learn too. So I've tried to appeal to both aspects of that. People who just like to look at pictures, they can go to my website and you'll just see pictures all over the place, especially on the home page. It's it's called it's I use the Pinterest Pinterest I think it's pronounced uh, theme, which will, it puts pictures all over the place and then I have the photo gallery so I'm appealing to, to those type of people and I'm off but then my essays are also educational so I, I, I tried to combine those two elements of the audience and that's again that has worked pretty well it's something to consider you know no matter what you're doing or what your blog topic is your theme yeah, if you can combine you know those type those two elements I think it's going to pay off for you of course, uh, yeah. I'm doing a challenge called the Publish 365 Challenge. I will put out a piece of content, whether that's a video, article, um, uh, podcast episode. Um, I'll even put something on SoundCloud if uh, for just getting myself out there. And uh, and and I do think it's important to always have uh just something ready to go because mm -hmm. even even on your off days you know some person yeah. might pick something up as well yeah yeah i i agree with that You're, you always got to be thinking you always got to have your website or your blog in mind and how you can what's next what am i going to be doing next how, will this be a who is this going to appeal to uh it, it's it, it's something I enjoy, so it's not really a chore for me. And like I said, now I'm getting paid a little bit to do it. So I, I, I enjoy it. And it's become like my retirement job, I guess, but one way to say it. And uh, it's given me, like, like I said, I have a little bit of reputation uh, building in the, in the circles that I'm in here. So it's worked out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Now, when it comes to blogging, um, building community, I mean, do you uh, invite your uh, subscribers to exclusive uh, events, even if they're virtual, like, like even a Zoom hangout? Do you, uh, have you uh, considered doing that or anything of that sort? I haven't done anything like that, but I, I do try to interact with my readers a lot. In uh, my subs- I, I have a few. I have some sub- subscribers, but I'm always mentioning to my readers uh, that I always welcome guest submissions, and I've had a lot of guys over time take me up on that. And and I t- I'm a pretty good editor, so I always tell them, you know, don't I'm gonna I'll be doing a little editing, but don't worry about it. But I, I do interact a lot with with my uh, with my readers, and I ha- I have a couple regular subscribers, and they you know they send me stuff. And I've edited, put it on, but uh, I do a lot of interaction. And also in my writing, it's another good point. I, I try to write in a very casual, uh, almost conversational style, like first person type stuff. I found that that works much better than the third person where you're just talking about it, uh, some episode or something. But if I can like talk in the first person conversationally, like colloquially, you know, using just everyday language, you're much more likely that it's going to be read all the way and all the way to the end. And the other thing is I always tell my subscribe, my sub- contributors do not make them too long. You know, each article, I try to keep it a thousand words or less even. And I always tell them the, the shorter it is more, much more likely it is that it'll be, be read to the, to the end. And that's what you want. You want people to read it. Uh, so that, that's, that's one theme or one rule I try to abide by. Try to, you can in a thousand words you can say a lot for just a post you know you don't these don't have to be uh research papers or theses or anything like that it's just something that's educational that some people will enjoy reading so i think that would apply to any any type of blog it's just make it interesting and don't overdo it keep it simple and talk conversationally just like you like i try to write like i'm just talking conversationally to the person and that's I think has gone over real well too. And and it's with that conversation that you build communities and those relationships that can take you further. Yeah. Um, There was someone in my network of people um, and she told me about you and uh, now we, and and now here we are, I've, (laughs) I've uh, paid for ad space on your, uh, on your uh website and uh yes Yes. and yes to my listeners uh, i'll disclose that now yeah i paid for ad space i have i'm trying i am trying to make a business out of it and there's absolutely and and there's nothing to be ashamed of uh when doing that i mean absolutely not i mean again there's nothing to be ashamed of that whatsoever i i I admire you for even you approached me i thought it was great the way you did it and we like i said we had a mutually beneficial agreement <laughs> and uh that's the way that's what it's all about you know yeah and What's wrong with that whatsoever and and yeah and you should be trying to make as much money as you can so you know so if there is that emergency or you just want to have that nice vacation or whatever Absolutely. you'll have the money to do it and you can retire a, a wealthy life as well you can you know again my my enterprise is relatively small, but you could, 
take the same principles that I've used and expand them to a much larger topic. And uh, it, yeah, it could turn into be a very profitable endeavor. Nothing, you know, I'm using more uh, ideas than what I have. You know, I, I'm self-taught basically, and I'm still stumbling around a little bit. But uh, you know, you know, if you're creative and you're capable of thinking outside the box, which I think I am, you can. There's no limit to where you can go. Yeah, as long as you're doing something you enjoy and you enjoy, you love doing, you know, then it's going to be. It's not a chore for you. It's not a job. It's something you, you know, you enjoy doing. Yeah. And if you have a modern day cell phone like this and in a laptop that I'm recording on now, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't even have to be new. You can still like just find those connections and build yourself a nice website, nice blog site and, and just get people look at, looking at it, get people interested. Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, you know, Look at my my startup cost was like I said almost zero. You know, it's all it's you know intellectual capital that you're spending more than anything else, and uh, it's turned into a little bit of you know, like I said a retirement job for me. It's, it gives me a reason to get up every day and contemplate what I'm going to do next. So there's a lot of benefits to it other than just money, and uh, so it's been very well worthwhile for me. It's something I enjoy doing. Yeah, it's something I have an interest in too. And and with the rates of uh, depression on the rise, and yeah, a, as well. I mean, I mean, we th- this has been going on. Uh, I think at least when we got to the 2010s, like early 2010 uh, year, like you do see this increase in depression, and uh, you had yeah. more student student loan debt really did begin to accrue as well but but even if you're graduating with debt and i am against debt uh even if you do graduate with debt you know there was you know some people would have a purpose behind it like you'd go and be an engineer now um Mm. now you kind of don't have to go to college at all and and i don't yeah and 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 we're going to be uh, taking a different approach to education in the future. And and I don't. And when and when I do have kids, I'm going to be like settle them down and just say I really do not want to spend a hundred, two hundred k on your education. We're going to find an alternative. Absolutely, so, you're on the right track. Believe me, I. I've- I have grandchildren now, and uh, I've told that my, I just saw my son just recently. He's got uh, five kids, and I said, I told him, I said, you're, you know, you're crazy. To, to, you're going to spend all that money in college. There's so many other ways you can uh, make a living, you know, that you're going to waste, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and years when there's plenty of other ways to make a living. That I think college is basically outmoded. I mean, I, I went to college, and I had very little do I use in my daily routine that I, learn from college i basically self-taught on or self-learned or whatever educated on, on every topic that i'm versed in so i i, I think co- i've always thought college is way overrated unless you like you said you want to be an engineer or something like that something very specific but if you just if you don't have a real goal in mind i, I think uh college is way overrated and and i know these and i've and i'm 
and I'm friends with people who've dropped out or didn't complete it in four years. Some yeah. one guy took six years to complete it, and that was um, and, and he was in debt. And uh, I'm grateful yeah. I paid off uh, my debt. But but you know you can pay next to nothing to start a brand, and yeah, and three hundred and and I paid three hundred dollars. Uh, for my mentor's course of just a generalization of starting an online business and uh, a digital product of a digital building out your course. And mm-hmm. I've used that uh, more than any college course could ever give me. It's not, it's not designed for entrepreneurs. It's not designed for uh, people with new ideas. And, and I do hope we, we addressed this and we go back to apprenticeships and, and even more online learning as well. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think, again, I'll just say one more time, the college is way overrated. Out, and basically out the system is outmoded. Of course. Um, wow. It's, um, oh, yeah. So colleges talked about, um, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah, oh, so just general question, where do you see the MLB's future, I guess, I'll, I'll just ask that. Of what? Uh, um, um, baseball, uh, oh, be- uh, do you think, do you think the sport itself will grow uh, in the future? Uh, I would say no, I, I think it may have peaked. I mean, I, I hear all the time people, I had a friend of mine call me yesterday. He says, I'm done with it. I'm not watching it anymore. It, what, they've changed the game so much. Uh, it's become very politically correct in so many different ways. Uh, this thing with the uh, Cleveland changing their name yesterday. Uh, it, uh, and plus the, the changes they've made to the game, I, I don't think they're good. And they, a lot of them are changing the, just the basic structure of the game. It's not the same game that we grew up with. And uh, plus, it's not as fast moving as some of the other sports. I, I think the younger generation is going to get turned off from it, basically. And uh, it, I think they may have peaked, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and when I was uh, 12 years old, I decided it's not for me. And I played hockey. And then mm-hmm. I became a college hockey player and, uh, and had a magazine article written about me. And uh, ever since then, I'm... Uh, I'm grateful I made the choice to become <laughs> a hockey player. Um, yeah, that's ba- like baseball <laughs> is is a hard sport. It's it's not necessarily uh, you know contact related. It's not like football or anything like that. But yeah, but it's it's just you know hard to hit a, a baseball even at sixty miles an hour. I mean, I mean, oh sure, it, it's not easy. And no, it's not it's not easy by any means. And I see more kids are going to be attracted to even playing soccer and, of course, yeah. basketball just in the future. But yeah, but I, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah I would I think, agree with that. Yeah, just the trend that baseball is on is not, it's basically not good. Yeah, and and we want that's why I, that's why I'll be honest with you too. I, I enjoy the old days of baseball. I'm much more of an old time baseball fan than. I, I barely could tell you who uh, the players are today's game. I really have very little interest anymore. 
but I love the old days of baseball. To me, it's, there's a fascination to it. And uh, I've always felt that way. So unfortunately, I'm sort of drifting away from today's game. Me, me too. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm watching stuff like the MLW, which is just this organic uh, 20-somethings who just started their own league and just have 275,000 oh, yeah. subscribers on YouTube. I mean, I mean, I would rather watch that than Major League Baseball <laughs> because, because, you know, they are just so well-structured um as well and they have their own merchandise store i mean i mean it's crazy uh yeah the best era of baseball that i i liked was like the early 90s before the strike and you had uh joe carter um you and tony Gwynn was on his way to the 400 batting average but that just uh, not not quite because of the strike <laughs> Uh, See, sort of thing. I go anything past 1970 is modern to me. So I, I always, I only look at things from 1970 backwards. That's where, that's my era. So I'm real big on the 1930s and 1940s, the 20s. You know, you go back. I can go back. You know, the dead ball. I'm sort of an authority in the dead ball era. I much prefer reading about those guys in those days. Like I said, 1970s sort of my cutoff to the modern era. <laughs> so my knowledge goes diminishes rapidly from 1970 on <laughs> um i think just more of a funner segment funner if that's a word um just more of a fun <laughs> segment uh who is your favorite team well i'm a cubs fan oh, i've you... been a cub fan all my life uh i grew up uh baltimore orioles um it was Rafael Palmero who was at one point my favorite player, but he turned out he was a steroid <laughs> user, and that's like, oh, why did you do this? And and it's like, oh, he yeah, was on the Cubs before before that too. We we had him here in uh, in Chicago. Yeah, he's a good ball player, but yeah, you're right. Unfortunately, steroids really uh, diminished him, and uh, yeah, the whole steroid is a real downer. You know, <laughs> it, it was part of the reason why. I, lost interest in uh, in the current game i i think it's mean that the mlb you know there's all these scandals and and just everyone is just has to you know they're changing so much up it's like what are you doing with the runner on second and yeah and no one wants and no one wants wants to change for the most part if it's working most people are averse to the risk of changing things and 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 you know it can cost you like what the the tv ratings are now and and it's just it's not and for the most part like i will just uh stay back and just let it roll the way it is like keep the system in place and maybe uh you know adjust for inflation if i was the commissioner but it's but you know it's those things that definitely turn off uh, TV viewing customers and uh, Hulu or or whatever streaming service people are using now. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I agree with all that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's why I, I enjoyed the old days of baseball. Like I said, I've been a Cubs fan since 1955 or something. And uh, I much prefer reading about the old days. <laughs> That's when they played. There wasn't the big bucks, you know. These guys all had jobs in the off season, you know. Uh, is it? I just there's a mystique to it that I enjoy. That's why I've gotten involved with 
baseball history. And that's why I've been able to get the, the website that I have. And it's become a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with um, Jimmy O'Brien, uh, John Boy Media? No. Oh, oh, he's got a talking baseball podcast. Just uh, putting that out there. And uh, yeah, uh, closing thoughts um, uh, for starting a blog, for even starting an organization uh, for sports like the MLW. Um, any last words you want to give? Well, I would just say, you know, go ahead and give it a go. You know, there's so many different um, do-it-yourself type web design things. And even if you're not real knowledgeable about web design or just the in- intricacies of it all, you can do it. I mean, it's not that hard. I was able to do it knowing nothing. And I built it through a nice uh, little thing. And uh, so if you've got an interest, go ahead and do it, you know, because it, it, it'll pay off for you. You'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll never be bored. And you'll be doing something that you love. And if you can get paid, a little bit to do it it makes it even more uh, enjoyable of course and and even if you are just bumbling around there's stuff yeah. like skillshare.com and code academy ready to help you out yeah absolutely yeah. so um yeah i guess that'll do it um so if you liked what you heard here i uh, definitely rate this podcast uh write a little review um i this is available on all major pod- podcast platforms. Can't speak today. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and if you liked what you heard, also consider uh, donating uh, $1, $5, $500. Anything helps, and it goes right to the, to the uh, oh, my God, to the hosting fees and the technical equipment. So, Absolutely. yes. Um, yeah. Um, anything you want to plug in before I, uh, before we close out here? Well, they could visit my website that we've been talking about. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, old, uh, baseball history comes alive. All one word, www.baseballhistorycomesalive.com. And I think they'll enjoy it. If you, if you like baseball history, I think it's, uh, I, I market it as the number, the internet's number one site for baseball articles and photos, essays and photos. So, and I have, a. a I have 75 categories. You can go through the categories, find things that, that you're interested in. And uh, I think, I think you would enjoy it. Of course. Um, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, until the next one, stay safe, stay great. Thanks. Adam. To you Thanks Adam. Yeah. Thank you. All right. See ya.